Jesus' house in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father and our God, tonight we ask that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as we come before you and we sit at your feet, and we learn of your word that you take absolute control. Father, we ask that you change us, that you change who we are, change what we are, change us to be more like you. Eternal Rock of Ages, take absolute control tonight. We yield to your Holy Spirit. We pray, O oh Lord, that we learn. We pray, O oh Lord, that we change, and we pray, O oh Lord, that you will perform miracles, just as your Bible has promised. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, um, tonight, we're going to continue from where we left off last week. And last week, we had a conversation about the Bible being true. And we, just as a very short recap, what we looked at um, last week, if we, just to give you a, a brief overview, we looked at the couple of facts. The one was that the Bible is true. Holding on to the Bible is, is really important than holding on to God's word. We went over the fact that God and his word are one. We also went over the fact that when God says something, he takes responsibility for making it come to pass. It's his, he, once he has given you a promise. And so as we come into this year, we wanted to hold on to the fact that as we spend time together studying the Bible, the one thing we have to remember as we go forward is that the Bible is true. And while we were talking about that last week, I mean, we went through quite a few examples. While we were talking about that last week, um, a question came up, and then that's where we're going to kick off from tonight. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to be actually, it's, it's one, your questions are quite, they're really valuable. It makes learning so much, so much fun. And so we're just going to continue from there. And the question was as follows. The question was, when we looked at the fact that God is true and God keeps his word, that God is his word and that God has given us a range of promises that allows us to literally go through life accessing who he is and everything that he has made available to us. One of the questions we had was this, and it was that the understanding that it makes us consider how in reality we approach God's promises. Um, and one of the examples that the, the person said that Abraham didn't have the Bible, but he believed God's word to be true, unimpeachable. We have the Bible, and it's sad to say that we still waver in the way we approach and believe the word of God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, what we're going to do in a very simple, we're going to just take one example and work from that example. And we're going to look at the fact that God's word, when God makes a promise, it's true. And we're going to look at how to interact with, and when I say we're going to look at how, we're going to try and keep it as simple as possible. And so ladies and gentlemen, we're going to look at a promise that God has made us. And then we're going to look at how somebody interacted with that promise. And then hopefully that will help us as we interact with that promise. Now, we, we could have picked on many things, but based upon the story that we're going to look at, it, 
it focuses on one element of the Lord. And so the first thing I want you to um, I want you to look at is this. We're going to look at the fact that God heals and we're going to look at the fact that God promises us healing. We're going to look at where that started. And so a couple of scriptures just to lay that foundation. Um, one or two of them are, are quite famous. But let's have a look at two or three. The first one, if you can turn in your Bible, ladies and gentlemen, to Genesis chapter 20. Genesis chapter 20. And we're going to read from verse 17. I'll read from the King James Bible. That's Genesis chapter 20, reading from verse 17. And this is what the Bible says. Abraham was having an interaction with Abimelech and God said, pray for him and he'll heal him. And this is what the Bible says. Genesis 20 verses 17. So Abraham prayed unto God and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants and they bear children. And so what you realize, ladies and gentlemen, we find that this is one of the first references of healing we find in the Bible. Abraham asked God for and on behalf of Abimelech that Lord heal him. And the Bible says that God healed them. That means he restored a function that had stopped working in the life of Abimelech and his wives, and he restored it. So after Abraham had prayed and God had healed Abimelech, Abimelech's wives again started having children. And so we realize this is what healing in very simple terms is. It is where God restores to an original state. He causes something that was not working to start working again. But let's look at two or three scriptures. Um, I know it's going to be quick fire just to lay a nice foundation. And so we've got Genesis 20 verse 17. I'll pop them into the chat. The next one I want you to look at, ladies and gentlemen, is Exodus 23. And we're going to look at verse 25. Exodus 23 verse 25. Again, I'm going to read from the King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible says the following. Um, I'll read to 26 um, deliberately. Um, and the Bible says, and you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. And then verse 26 says, there shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land the number of thy days I will fulfill. So God promises the children of Israel, he says that as you follow me, I will bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. That's healing. And so the Bible says the Lord on one part will bless your bread and your water and then he, the Bible says, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. We're going to look at that I person in a moment. But then verse 26 is important. The Bible says, there shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. And so we, I, I just grab that moment and prophesy it over whoever needs that to be a reality, that barrenness in any way shape or form 
The Bible says God will remove it from you. And you will be fruitful and God will fulfill the number of your days. And so whoever needs to receive that, please receive that. Now, another scripture we're going to look at, um, just to, we'll look at a couple. Um, please turn in your Bible to Exodus 15, verse 26. Exodus 15, verse 26. And the Bible says the following. And said, this is God speaking to, um, he's speaking to the children of Israel. And he said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. Now, this is the Lord speaking. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. Then the Bible says the following, and this is a really important verse. The Bible says, for I am the Lord that he left thee. Now, pause for a moment. So let's settle something. That means God says, I will not put sickness on you. That means whenever sickness comes, it is not from the Lord. God doesn't make you sick to teach you anything. That's not it. God does not send sickness. That's not the case. And he says, why? Because I am the Lord that healeth thee. Healeth is present continuous. And so what is God giving? God is saying something about himself. He's saying that when it comes to me, I am the, when you see the Bible say, for I am the Lord, I am is God's name. That's the name he gave to Moses. I am that I am. Then he said, the Lord, that is Jehovah, the covenant keeping God. That means I'm not only telling you who I am, but I'm telling you who I have agreed to be in your life. And he says, I am the Lord that healeth thee that means when you come to me and you ask for healing it is already granted so god says that okay so we realize this is something god said about himself so, so let's look at one more scripture and then we'll go to our core scripture for today so that was ex that was exodus 15 26 now ladies and gentlemen let's go to the book of isaiah 53 and we're going to read verses 4 to 6 Isaiah 53, verses 4 to 6. And I'll read from the King James Version of the Bible. Um, I'm going to read it also from the Amplified Bible. So just while I'm reading, I'm going to get that, that up and ready so I can do the two together. Okay. All right. Fantastic. I'm going to read. Yeah, I'm going to read both of those. Okay. Isaiah 53 verse 4 in the, in the King James Version of the Bible says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. The Bible then says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, um, I want you to hold on to that. So I'm going to read that same scripture and I'm going to read to verse six. Um, I'm going to read that same scripture in the Amplified Bible. It makes it a lot clearer. Amplified classic version. And the Bible says the following, and that will take us up to our declaration. The Bible says the following, surely he hath borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. Now this is speaking about the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Now remember, we said earlier, 
actually, I want, yes, we said earlier, notice what we said in Exodus 23, 25. The Lord said two things. The Bible says, God shall bless your bread and your water. And then the Bible says, it says, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. The I is speaking of the Messiah in that God will do it. This is my responsibility. I am going to take sickness away. So I'm making, I'm making healing available for you perpetually, but I'm going to do it at my own expense. That's something that God has promised. So now let's read Isaiah speaking about the same situation, and he's more graphic, and he's prophesying about what's going to happen with Jesus Christ. And we're going to come to that in a minute. Um, okay, let's take our declarations. Um, it's 714. And the, so let's take it together. Oh, Lord, we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves and we pray and seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord, forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus's name, we pray. We declare our land is healed in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. And so, amen. Whatever country you're watching us from, that will be true in your life, in your space, where you are, this, wherever you call the land, wherever you live, your home, your family, it will be healed and God will be kind. Okay. All right. So let's continue. So let's, so speaking now, let's listen to what Isaiah says about the Messiah. He says, surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses and distresses and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment yet we ignorantly considered him stricken smitten and afflicted by god as if with leprosy that's verse four verse five but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our guilt and iniquities the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him and with the stripes that wounded him we are healed verse six all we like sheep have gone astray and we have turned everyone to his own way and the lord has made to light upon him the guilt and iniquity of us all ladies and gentlemen what was the promise the promise was because of the prevalence of sin in the world and amongst humanity, one of the outcomes was sickness became invaded the perfect world that God had created. The Lord said, I'm going to correct that at my own expense. I'm going to fix that at my own expense. And the Bible says that this is one of those scriptures. So he's making us a promise that when you need healing, the price for your healing has been prepaid in the sacrifice the Messiah is going to pay. Okay, that's what he said that I, I will hear. Now, let's skip to the New Testament and let's see this in action. And then we'll go to our story. Remember, what we're looking at today is how do we now interact with this promise? So let's just look at the New Testament to see it come to pass in reality. And then we'll go. So look at two scriptures and then we will look at how to interact with it. So two scriptures, please turn in your Bibles to Matthew 
chapter 4. And we're reading verses 23 and 24. So that's Matthew 4, 23 to 24. And I'll read. And the Bible says the following. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. So we realize the fulfillment of the word of God that Isaiah had spoken, the fulfillment that God had said and made the promise to the children of Israel in Exodus 23, verse 25, begins to show up in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, so we realize that God is keeping his promise. He's now made us a promise that when it comes to healing, when you need to be healed, come to me. It is already granted. Now, he said, the Messiah has now come. So let's look at healing after Jesus has died and resurrected, and then we'll go from there. So kindly come with me to the book of Acts chapter three. We'll look at one example. Acts chapter 3, and I'm going to read from verse 1. Um, I'm just going to read to verse, um, I'll read to about verse 7. Um, it, it's preacher's material, but it's, it's just laying a foundation. The foundation of the principle that God has promised to heal. And the Bible says, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. That means he asked for alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And verse eight says, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. So pause. So notice, so let's settle something. Ladies and gentlemen, let's settle this. Old Testament, Gospels, New Testament, when it comes to sickness and diseases, God heals. Okay, there's <laughs> the Holy Spirit is just asking me to just to go to one, well, one more scripture. So let's make sure this is, so this was Peter and John. So this is just after Jesus has gone to heaven. So let's look at what the Bible says about Jesus. One more scripture to, to to use a phrase that I like is nail it to the ground. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. And the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good 
and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Ladies and gentlemen, how do we now access that healing? We do it through the name of Jesus. And so when we pray the prayer of faith and we pray in the name of Jesus, healing becomes available to us. And so this is the last scripture of our foundation. Please turn with me to James chapter five. And I'm going to read from verse 14. Um, and I'll read to verse 16. And it and that's where we then we have a solid foundation. The Bible says, it is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Verse 16, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed so we access healing through prayer in the name of jesus and the bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much and that's so basically what's that saying is when you are praying when the bible says effectual that means it makes a difference so ladies and gentlemen what have we done we've laid a foundation and the foundation is god is our healing he is jehovah rapha old testament gospels new testament so that's our promise that we're going to look at so how do we now interact with that promise and like i said now the reason i laid that out and i, and I, was, I, I just want to grab this while we're here whosoever is believing God for healing and you're on this line, without a doubt, the Lord wanted you to hear all those scriptures and they've entered into your heart and healing will be yours. God will turn things around and he heals a lot. He heals everything. God heals physical bodies, mental, emotional. He heals circumstances. So healing will be yours, ladies and gentlemen. So just keep that in mind. So now how do we interact with the reality that God heals us? Okay, so let's have a look at this. Please turn in your Bible to Mark chapter 5. We're going to read from verse 25, and we're going to have some fun. So remember, we've already settled it now that God is a healer. Mark 5, 25. So now we're telling stories, and this is a good one. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood, 12 years, so we're, she will be our example, and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Verse 29, and straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? 
And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronginly, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now, ladies and gentlemen, pause for a moment. What I want you to begin to realize, um, and please keep this in mind. So let's look at what this lady did and she will form a template of how we interact, interact with God's promises. So the promise that this lady, the Bible says, this lady was ill. Verse 27 says, when she heard of Jesus, now pause for a moment. She had done everything right. She had gone to all the doctors and it wasn't working. The Bible then says, when she heard of Jesus. Now, when we read that in the Bible, sometimes we can skip over it and she think, okay, she heard that Jesus was about, but no, let's work out what did she hear? And this is key. So why did I take you through the Bible? Old Testament, Gospels, New Testament. Why did I take you through? I want you to realize when you want to find out whatever God said about something, the first place you have to go is the Bible. And so we realize God has presented himself throughout the Bible as a healer. Now, that, so what did she hear about Jesus? She may not have heard all those scriptures. Some of them she couldn't have heard because Jesus was still alive. So everything in the letters, everything in the gospel, she hadn't heard, but she did hear about Jesus. And so let's look at what she heard. Let's go back. So she heard, now this is, she heard from someone, somebody told her the following, something of, of, along these lines. Come with me to one of the scriptures we looked at, Matthew chapter 4. 23 to 24. Now, this is what she heard. So she would be in the synagogue. She would have been in the marketplace. Somebody would have brought something for her. She would have been going about her business. And the Bible says someone would have told her that there's a man called Jesus. He's And this is what she would have heard. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So she heard that there is a preacher who preaches the kingdom of God, a rabbi, a prophet. And when anybody gets into one of his spaces, he heals. That's what she heard. So in the very same way, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard tonight that God is a healer, whether you're holding on to the example in Genesis or you're holding on to the example in Exodus or you're holding on to the example in Isaiah or you're holding on to the, the, the testimonies found in the Gospels or in the letters. You have now heard this is what God does. And now remember, that means this is what God has said about himself in word and in action. So that is what we now have to interact with. Notice, so this is, what did she do? 
And this is why I like this story. Mark 5, and I'm going to go through it um, step by step. The Bible says, verse 27 says, she took an action and she went to find Jesus. Now, it's not as easy as finding somebody. And I've spoken about this before. She must have literally followed the story all over Israel. And eventually she sees a crowd and they say, Jesus has just come off the boat. He's just healed the, the madman of Gadara. He's on his way to Jairus' house. And there was a crowd. Verse 28 is key. So what did she do with what she heard? The first thing was she heard. And so ladies and gentlemen, how do we interact with God's promises? Get the details. Find out what God says about himself. Read the Bible and find the specifics. Use, I mean, and we have so many resources. Probably we are the most blessed generation when it comes to resources, versions of the Bible, no matter what, there's a whole load of things. It literally is at the click of a button. So you can find out what the Bible says about almost any subject in less than 10 seconds and then read it. So the woman heard one story. She would have heard it from one person. Then she would have gone to buy milk and heard it from another person. She would have gone to, gone to the market, heard it from another person. And she accepted what she heard as true. Notice she never saw Jesus, but she heard the stories. In the very same way, ladies and gentlemen, when you read the promises, you accept them as true. So now let's look at verse 28. Verse 28 is the next thing we do, and we'll cut, and that's what so what we'll do. So first we hear. So go and get the information. The second thing you do is the Bible says, for she said, now. Remember, she had left her home and gone to find Jesus. We'll come back to that. But the Bible says in verse 28, the motivating factor that caused her to leave where she was and go and look for Jesus was this. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. What had she done? Now, pause for a moment. That sounds simple. But think about this. This is what we do when we hear advertising and so what how do we do it when you hear a promise you process what you hear into an action now think about it let's say you're really um let's say you have um relatively small children and you need to shop for them for the next school term and you want to save a lot of money and you hear that there's a particular sale at a particular shop, but it only is open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. on a particular day. You hear it once, twice, three, four times. You know that this advert is true. It's not a scam. It, it may happen every year as some shops do. I'm avoiding promoting any of the shops. So what you begin to realize is because once you hear it, that, oh, so-and-so sale starts on this particular day and we need you to arrive between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., 12 hours, everything's going to be 25% of the original price. 
what do you do? Either you make a note or you make a decision or you talk it over with your friends that look, let's get there early. Let's do this. Let's pull, pull money together. Let's go. You may pull a reluctant spouse with you. You may pull children with you. You, you may want to, you may make sure that, okay, which shop am I going to? You get the details. Notice what you do. You process what you heard into an action. And then on that particular day, one hour before the shop opens, you're outside the shop queuing up because you heard an advert. In the very same way, when you take a promise of God, notice what happened to the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says, for she said, if I can touch him, I will be made whole. If I can touch the hem of his garment. That means she processed the story she heard. And she said, all I need to do is touch him. I just need to get, I don't need a conversation with him. I just need to touch him. She processed what she heard into an action. Now, let me show you that in the Bible, where that happens, whereby this is what God says. Joshua chapter one, verse eight. Joshua one, eight. The Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall deal wisely and have good success. Ladies and gentlemen, that is effect. So when the Bible says this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, that means you process it into an action. You think about it. You say it, you repeat it until it sinks into your inside, whereby you say, right, I am now going to act on what I have heard about God. So first, get the details. Second, process the details. Belief sometimes happens immediately. Sometimes it takes a while for you to go over the promise until you get to that point where you realize, I believe this. And if you think about it, one of the examples that I'll give you is this. Think about your phone number or even think about your name. Do you realize it's very difficult for someone to convince you that your name is not your name. Why? Because you've said it so many times, you respond to it when it's called, it's written in different places, you've read it, it's on your passport, it's on your driving license. It's very difficult for anybody to convince you that your name is not your name. Really difficult for someone to convince you. Why? Because you've processed that piece of information into your reality. Do the same with the promises of God. What did this lady do? She said, Jesus is a healer. When people get into his meetings, they're healed. The beautiful thing is she made up her mind that if I can just do this, I'll access what's in him. And she said it. Now think about it. She said it to a point that it moved her from the comfort of her home 
to begin to search for Jesus. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please keep this in mind. When it comes to interacting with the promises of God, what God wants you to do when he tells you something is believe it. Now, belief doesn't always happen immediately. Sometimes you have to say it and say it and think about it and imagine it and test it out and try it out and say it and say it till you get to a point where this is now mine. In the very same way you learn the phone number of a brand new phone that you've got. And you let's say you've never had a phone before you and they say, okay, this is your phone number. The first time you get the phone and someone says, what's your phone number? You'll read it off a piece of card or you'll read it off um, somewhere on the phone and it says my number. Two weeks later, you may be able to remember two or three digits. Four weeks later, five or six. Two months later, if somebody asks you, what's your phone number? You've already reeled it off without thinking about it. And if your phone number stays the same, as many people's phone number does stay the same, then after, after a while, while you're talking to people, you can be tapping it out on, on an invisible keypad that, oh, what's your number? Oh, it's this, 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 this. Why? Because you've done it for so long. Belief is built like that. Sometimes when you read something for the first time, it clicks. Most times, say it and say it over and over again. So while this lady was searching for Jesus, she was saying in her mind, if I can just but touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be all right. I know I'm struggling now on the hard days and on good days. We don't know how long she searched for Jesus, but remember, she was bleeding all the time. And so there must have been a point where it's like it would be sensible to give up. But what she said kept her going. That's the second thing. Process the details. And when I say process, basically say it to yourself. Read it in different versions. Listen to stories, listen to other people's testimonies and come to a conclusion to the point you are persuaded that what God said about himself is true. Okay. All right. Now, so what else do we do? Now we come to the third thing about, so the first thing is get the details. The second thing is process the details. The third thing you do when you're interacting with God's promises is do something about it. If the lady had stayed in her house, the woman with the issue of blood, and she hadn't gone to look for Jesus, you do realize she may have died in her illness. Because at that time in Israel, you had to find Jesus. So there comes a point where you have to do something about it. We realize that we access healing through prayer. That's fine. So there must come a point where you pray with the confidence that Jesus presents in Mark 11, 22 to 24, where you pray a prayer knowing that God, this prayer is answered because you've promised it. So let's see what she did. And this is key. There comes a point where you act on it. And so I'm going to go back to Mark 5. We're going back to our story. And the Bible says, 
she came in the crowd behind him. So what that meant, ladies and gentlemen, she had gone from village to village and all of a sudden her paths and the Lord's paths cross. The only challenge she had was Jesus was in the middle of a crowd who were waiting for him to perform the next miracle. They were on their way to Jairus' house. They had front row seats. There wasn't any television at that time. Um, Mark 11, 22 to 24. Mark 11, 22 to 24. So you realize Jesus is now in the middle of a crowd. This lady spots the crowd and they say, okay, Jesus is in the middle. She basically fights without getting anybody's attention. She basically works her way through the crowd and comes behind Jesus. Somehow she manages to bend down and touch the hem of his garment. The Bible says she does something. And then this is really key, ladies and gentlemen, there will always, belief is always evidenced by an action. And you can take that action alone. You don't, because God is everywhere and you access. So you can pray the prayer. You can lay hands on yourself. You can call a friend or you can go to a meeting or you can do something that says, you know what, God, today I am healed. I'm going to do something that backs up what I believe on the inside. And the Bible says God will honor that action. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you realize what was the next thing? She, the third thing she did was she took an action. She went and she found Jesus and did what she had said in out that I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. The Bible says exactly as she said was what happened. So will it be with you. So the Next thing is, she now feels in her body that she's healed. There's no other proof. She feels where? So healing starts internally. So she realizes on the inside, something's happened. And then her body follows. And the Bible says in this particular case, healing shows up immediately okay healing shows up immediately the beautiful thing about this story is this so let me keep reading the moment she touches jesus remember jesus is in a crowd the moment she touches jesus jesus stops let me say this carefully and this is one of the beautiful things and, and you can read as you read through the gospels you can back up what i'm about to say Faith will always get the attention of God. It always gets the attention of God. Where God runs into somebody who believes that he, what he said about himself is true, faith always gets his attention. The Bible said Jesus stopped. Jesus stops and says, wait, 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 wait somebody touched me now remember he's in the middle of a crowd and so they're bumping him they're jostling him and they you know they, they're trying to get him to go to Jairus's house and 
there's a, there's the disciples who have formed this, you know, armed guard around him. Jarius is in the middle and, and there must have been people trying to make sure they get there at the right time. I want to see the miracle people jumping. And he says, wait, somebody touch me differently. And the Bible says the following. The disciples says to him, the multitude are touching you, sir. And you're looking for one person? And Jesus says, I'm going nowhere. I want that person. The lady comes out and tells Jesus the truth. Jesus then makes this statement. And he says, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. That means your faith in me has connected you to the power of God. And the power of God has done what God said he would do in the Bible as a healer. And he says, go in peace and be whole of your plague. Ladies and gentlemen, those basic steps are how we interact with God's word. The last thing that happened the last thing that happened is this. This lady on her way home, this is key. Step number five, tell your story. The more you tell your story, the stronger your faith will become. And the stronger the reality of what you have got from God becomes. Tell your story to others. Share your story with others. Tell it. How do I know this lady told her story? Come with me to Mark chapter six, and then I'll take questions. Because on her way home, remember, she wasn't where she, she was living. In Mark chapter six, Mark six, verse 56. And I'm going to read verse 54 for context. This is talking about Jesus. How do I know this lady told her story? Listen. And when they were come out of the ship, this is Jesus. Straight away, they knew him. That means everybody that was around there knew who he was. And they ran through around that whole region and began to carry about in beds those that were sick where they heard he was. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or countries they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that he might touch if it were but the border of his garment and as many as touched were made whole the word went round that touched the hem of this man's garment healing will show up how did they know that was the case so now crowds were doing what this lady did listen to me very carefully your journey of faith will open the door for other people to find god she must have told her story how, how did you get healed this is what i did this is what i did i just touched the hem of his garment the word went round the next time we see jesus in the next chapter now crowds and they're carrying beds around and they're saying listen all we want them to do, Jesus, let them touch the hem of your garment. 
the lady told her story. And so the last thing you do when you're interacting with the promises of God is tell somebody else, tell your story. Testifying is not an old school thing. Testifying strengthens what you believe and it extends it to somebody else. How did this lady hear about Jesus? She heard from somebody else. She then goes home telling her story in excitement because she was a marked woman. She had an issue of blood. And in Israel, if you had an issue of blood that did not heal, anybody you touched was unclean and you were not allowed to touch a priest. So she was telling her story. This is what happened. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. It's, I'm no longer sick. And she would have got better and better and better. Please hear me well. That is the last thing that you need to do when you're interacting with the promises of God. Once the Lord does what he says for you, tell your story. Um, this happened to me at Christmas. Uh, no, actually, I, I went somewhere. It was somebody's birthday. And I went round to see them and I wanted to drop something off because the person is a wonderful person. And they are on a journey of faith that my wife and I have walked. And so I, and well, you, you can tell, I like telling stories. I started telling stories. This is what we did. This is what we did. This is what we did. And even I was getting excited talking about what God had done on our behalf. And I watched, and let me say it carefully, Faith and belief is infectious. It is transferred when you tell your story. So I was telling my story, telling my story, and I watched them. And, you know, and it wasn't that they were sitting there in amazement. I watched God speak into their lives through something he had done through my, our lives. And he is in the process of doing again. And I watched it. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's the last thing you do. By the time I left, I was more confident of what I was believing God for when I arrived than when I got there. And all I did was tell my story. And what did I do? Oh, God did this. And he did this. And he did this. And he did this. And he did this. And so let me put that into a scripture and then I'll take questions. Psalm 103, reading from verses 1. We could read to verse 5, but let me just read from verse 1. And if you have any questions, I will take them. Psalm 103, reading from verse 1. And the Bible said, let me get it right. Psalm 103. And the Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. This is verse 2. And forget not all his benefits recall regularly what god has done it strengthens what you are asking him for now focus on what he has done before and trust me god has done for you more than you realize and so ladies and gentlemen when we're talking about interacting with the promises of god literally that lady, so this, this is our example, that lady, the woman with the issue of blood, what did she do? She heard it, she processed it into an action, she went out of her way, found Jesus, she took the action, and then she told her story, and so may it be with you.
And so hopefully tonight, what I was trying to do is, I know I sound slightly irreverent in some of the areas, but it's simple. It, and we do it every day. We do it in normal things. Do it with the word of God. And remember, what did we say last week? God's word to you is true. That's the foundation. God doesn't make promises he cannot keep. And so when you read the Bible, realize there is a God there at the back of the promise who has made it his business to keep his word to you. And ladies and gentlemen, whatsoever you are asking God for, may he grant it to you. Any questions? And then, but we're going to, and then we'll say a prayer. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed it. But please, why am I saying it? This year, ladies and gentlemen, more than anything else, believe the word of God. Let me put that into a scripture so that you can take it home. Um, Second Corinthians chapter, Second Chronicles chapter 20. Um, Let me put it into a scripture so you can hold on to it. Okay. Second Chronicles 2020. Second Chronicles 2020. And the Bible says, and they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established believe his prophets so shall you prosper now when the bible says prophets that means believe what he says to you whether that is by reading the bible hearing it from a pulpit one of god's prophecies second chronicles chapter 20 verse 20 second chronicles 20 verse 20 and so I want you to please hold on to that this year. Whatever God says, because God's word is true, hold on to it. Hold on to it. And this is what the Lord says tonight that we, that we should do just before we close. Let's say a prayer. And, and if anybody is believing God for you, and I'm sure you are, let's agree Tonight, let's join our faith together. And I'm just going to say a very simple prayer. And I'm going to believe that God will confirm, confirm his word with signs and wonders. And I join my faith with yours. And I pray that Father Almighty God tonight, as we come before you, there is whoever listens to this, Lord, whether it be live or on the podcast, and they have a need of healing in any area. Father Almighty God, we join our faith with them tonight and we just believe. We believe that you were bruised for our transgressions, wounded, that you were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon you and with your stripes we are healed and we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth as a family, Lord heal whosoever needs healing tonight lay your hands and there and i sense in my spirit 
that there are a couple of families at a crisis point. I join my faith with yours and I pray that God will intervene in the situation that you are facing and God will bring you through the crisis. God will heal you and God will bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, as we come to the end, I join my faith with yours and what so so this is I I if I join my faith with yours. Find out what God said about himself, about you, about others and about your circumstances. Rather than worrying, do some digging in the Bible. And just hold on to what God said. It's the same way as if I give you a note, if I give a note to my daughter, to her teacher, although my girls are not in that phase right now. So, that's, so if I was to give a note to, to my daughter back then and say, okay, this is, you know, this is um, so-and-so's daddy, da, 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 this is me. When the teacher reads the note and sees my signature, do you realize it's exactly the same as if I was standing in front of the teacher? Ladies and gentlemen, as you read the Bible, it's exactly the same as if God is standing in front of you. So, first, here, find out what God says. Second, process what you have found out into thoughts, words, and actions. Third, take the action. And that's the big step. Do something about it. Number four, tell your story. You can tell your story that this is what God is going to do based on what you have believed or tell your story of what God has done and you have evidence. And then ladies and gentlemen, the rest, God will do the heavy lifting. I hope you've had a wonderful night tonight. May God bless you if you're listening and may God bless you if you're listening by podcast. Have a great week, ladies and gentlemen. And so I'll see you next week, Monday, as we delve into this again. God bless you. Have a wonderful night.